This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so happy that you're with me today. I never take it for granted that you spend these few minutes with me. And I'm so thankful, and I'm so thankful to be able to open up the Word of God and share what God is saying in His Word. Oh, do we need the Word of God more than ever at this time. We need the soundness. We need the purity. We need the direction that is in the word of God. I am so thankful for this word and that we can hold it in our hands, that we can read it with our eyes, that we can put it in our minds, that we can put it in our mouth. It is a sword against the enemy and the works of the enemy. And if you need prayer, Please let us know how we can pray for you. We're hearing from you. We're hearing testimonies from you of what God is doing when we pray together with you. Because we believe, we believe what the Bible says. That where two or more agree together, touching anything, it will be done by our Father which is in heaven. And if God has done something special in your life, please let us know. Because when we hear your testimony and you say your testimony, the Bible says in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. When you give the your testimony, when you say it out loud, you are defeating the works of the devil. I love that. I love telling my testimony because when I tell my testimony, it defeats the work of the devil in somebody's life. So don't think that your testimony is just, oh, it's not very big. No, your testimony is very big because you've been touched by the power of God. Tell somebody about that. This world, they're so mixed up. They need to know that God is real. They need to know that he's a loving God. They need to know that he's a miracle working God, a healing God. Oh, to be touched by his healing power. I just thank God for his, the Holy Spirit because he's touched my life so many times and I've seen him touch others and change the situation they were in and change it to another situation, a victorious situation. I'm thinking about a young woman that I prayed for one time and she came up for prayer and she had her arms down and she said, I can't lift my arm any higher than this. And I said, oh, but the power of God, the power of God is here. The power of God is here to release that arm. And do you know, 
she just she just lifted her arm and lifted her arm and lift. She kept lifting, lifting. She, she kept looking more and more shocked. And she kept lifting her arm, lifting her arm. She lifted her arm all the way up. She started jumping up and down because now she could serve her family. Now she could have a normal life. She had both arms that were movable. That's the power of God. That's not just the power of God, friend. That's the will of God. That's the will of God for you right now. In fact, the Holy Spirit is moving right now. And if you have not been able to move your arm or your hands or your fingers or your legs, the power of God is on you right now. Take hold of that power. Just start moving. Just start moving. Just start moving. Because that's his power. That's not because of me. That's a gift that God gave to the church through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the Holy Spirit touching you. Just take his power. Just take his power. Just like he touched that woman who couldn't lift her arm. And then after she received from God, her arm went straight up into the air. You just received that power right now. That is for you. Jesus did that for you with his own blood and with his own suffering. There's that power. Take a hold of it. Take a hold of it. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. I just read a testimony not long ago of a young woman. And she had pain in her stomach and in her throat. And there was a word of knowledge. God's touching somebody in their stomach and in their throat. And she said, I just decided to believe that it was me. And she said the power of God came on her and the lump that was in her throat left and the pain that was in her stomach left. That's our God. That's his heart. That's his power. So receive that power right now. Well, we've been talking about beauty for the last few lessons. And in our first lesson on beauty, we talked about the beauty of a surrendered heart. We talked about Esther, how it even came to the place where she had to be willing to surrender her life. But we don't remember her for her beauty. We don't remember her because she was a queen. We don't remember her for what she held on to. We remember her for what she was willing to give up. In our second lesson, we saw that we receive beauty when we put the word of God into our eyes. We receive it from our, with our eyes. We hear it with our ears. We take it into our heart. We speak it with our mouth. And that the word of God actually has power to put beauty, to put healing into your body. And then we saw thirdly that to keep this beauty that we need to guard our own heart because out of our own heart, it says in Proverbs chapter four, verse 24, that the issues of life come out of your heart. So, and it says, keep your heart, keep your heart with all diligence so it's our responsibility to keep our heart. And as we keep our heart, we experience the beauty of keeping our heart from offense 
and keeping her heart from fear. And today we're going we're gonna to talk about our mouth. Okay. The next verse says in Proverbs chapter 4, actually it's verse 24. It says, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Well, I want you to look also in Proverbs chapter 31 and we see about somebody's mouth, somebody's lips. And listen to this. It's very interesting. It says in Proverbs chapter 31 and it's verse 26. And it's talking about a virtuous woman. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, when this was written, the law, a law, was very serious and very powerful. And she even, even says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Like this is a law that I need to put kindness on my tongue. Very, very, very interesting. Well, I was thinking about kindness when I saw that scripture today. And I started thinking about real kindness. And I want you to go with me to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. It's a fabulous verse. And many years ago, many, many years ago, Rick and I, we lived in the United States and we were traveling with our small children. Uh, Philip was about, eh, maybe he was six months old and Paul was two years and we we're in a tiny car and Paul's in the back seat and Philip, he's, he's in my lap because didn't have to wear seat belts at that time. And and I was just, we were just riding down the road, going from church to church to church to church. And so we were riding and we were on one of those long stretches. And, and uh, I looked down at Ephesians chapter two, verse seven, and I got so blessed. And I want to share this with you because it's about kindness that in the ages to come, he might show, show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Well, I was reading that that day and I thought, okay, it's 2,000 years later than when this verse was written, but his kindness, we're in the ages to come. When Paul was writing that, it was is ages to come. We're in those ages to come that he was talking about. And his kindness was coming to us. I'll read it again. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What a powerful verse. First thing we see in that verse is we see the will of God. The will of God was that we 
receive the exceeding riches of his grace and that it's not about us getting these riches. It's about what he did. And you see it there. It says, in the ages to come, he, he might show. Not we, we, you know, struggle and struggle and struggle. Oh, I need to see the grace of God. Oh, I need to see the kindness of God. No, the Holy Spirit inside of you is the one who shows you the exceeding grace in his kindness toward you. God has kindness in mind for you. Right this minute, right this second, kindness coming to you. Grace, not just grace, but it says exceeding grace. Like it, it's out of bounds. This grace is so big. It's like if you had a river and the water it starts flooding and the water starts coming out of the banks of the river. This grace is so big that it's, it's uncontainable. So it just comes out. It's everywhere. And he's saying, I'm coming. I'm coming in ages to come. In ages to come. I'm coming. I'm going to show you the riches of his grace in his kindness toward you in Christ Jesus. He wants to show you right now his kindness. You know, if you're sick in your body or worried in your mind or afraid or whatever the enemy's trying to throw at you and steal from your life, Start thinking about his kindness. This is the true will of God. That he wants to show his kindness to you. His kindness. His kindness is higher, more powerful than any sickness or disease. Or any troubled mind. Or any worry in the heart. His kindness. Is right there. And through the Holy Spirit. He wants to show it to you. He wants to unveil it to you. If his kindness was. Let's say it was behind a curtain. He wants to open that curtain. And unveil that kindness to you. Oh, friend, it's so real. That kindness is so real. It's coming to us through Christ Jesus. So how can we be kind? Well, the reason we can be kind is because We've been shown kindness. Kindness is, is inside of us. It, it, he wants to reveal it to us. I'm going to read it again. That in the ages to come, he might show 
the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So there's the kindness. And out of that kindness, we can say, well, Lord, then I need to be kind. And I need to keep my mouth from being devious and, and being hurtful and being critical and being gossipy. My mouth, I need to show kindness to those I talk to and to those, and when I'm talking about someone else, I need to show kindness because you have shown me so much kindness. Isn't that powerful? Well, let's look in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28. And in Proverbs chapter 15, uh, verse 28, we can see instruction how to train our mouth so that it will show kindness. Okay, now it says, verse 28, it says, the heart of the righteous, that's you. If you've, been, if you've been born again and the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from sin, the Bible says you're righteous. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. So our heart, if we're going to keep our heart with all diligence and we're going to keep our mouth, then our heart needs to study how to answer, how to answer an argument. What if you're in an argument? What do you do if you're in an argument? Do you just keep pouring forth whatever's inside of you and the argument just escalates and escalates and escalates and then finally you're screaming at one another? That's not the will of God. The Bible says that the wrath of man is not, does not accomplish the righteousness of God. So, that's not right. So we need to study how to answer. Now, it's good to study and we're studying right now. But what if you're in that argument? What, what do you do? Well, I'm going to give you some practical advice because we're studying how to answer. Practically, remove yourself from that argument. Say to that person, you know, I love you and I value you. I need some time. I, I, I don't have anything else to say. Well, what did you just do right then? Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, that a peaceful answer turns away or has rebuking power to wrath. So it stopped wrath. All right. So then you go away somewhere by yourself, wherever that is. And you either ask the Holy Spirit to help you because he's right there or study how to answer. You could count to 10. Maybe you need to count to 100. You're studying how to answer. Or you can just say, look in the mirror and, and smile at yourself because you see what's trying to happen is your emotions are trying to control you. But when you study how to answer, you become the one who controls, you became the one who is the controller of your emotions. And as the emotions subside, you understand 
if I go back into that argument again, it is not going to be good. So I understand. I study how to answer. Now I'm going back and I'm going to tell this person, I love this person. I love you and I don't have any more to say. It's a suggestion. But the Bible is saying that we have to train ourselves. It says there, the heart of the righteous studies, trains how to answer. Okay, look at uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23. It says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. Wow. So your heart is going to teach your mouth and adds learning to the lips. And look at the next verse. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. So you want your words, you're studying how to answer. You want your words, you're guarding your heart. You want your words to have life in them, not death in them, not argument and, and um, criticism and uh, fault finding and blaming, but life and peace and joy and self-control. You want your words to have those things in them. And verse 23 says, the heart of the wise, that's you, teaches his mouth. So we literally, friend, we have to teach our mouth what to speak. We've already said that you can go away and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Now the Holy Spirit, when you say, help help me, Holy Spirit, he'll come and he'll help you. He'll calm your heart. He'll calm you down. You will see that this is not so serious that I need to be screaming and yelling at this person. I need to calm down. You'll see that because the Holy Spirit's wise. And when you talk to him and you say, Holy Spirit, help me, he'll give you his wisdom so that your mouth on it has the law of kindness. And look at the power of that. And we see that in verse 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Now, instead of our words being destructive, hurtful, making more division between you and that person or yielding more to the power of the enemy who's trying to divide you from that precious person. We can choose as we're teaching our mouth pleasant words. And then it says they're sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Now, when you speak pleasant words, <laughs> I take this word literally. <laughs> I take this word literally. It's a sweetness to my soul and it's a health to my bones. And when, 
And, and when you speak those words to someone else and you say, you know what? I value you. I value this relationship. And I can't go on with this argument any more. And you come back and you say, I just wanted to tell you that I love you and you're important to me. What are you doing? You're speaking pleasant words and your pleasant words are causing sweetness to your own soul and health to your bones and to that person's bones. It is so much more beautiful than fault-finding and criticizing and anger and temper and rage. But teach your mouth. Let your heart, let, as it says in 28, 15, 28, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer. Go study how to answer and then come back to that argument. 16, 23, let your wise heart teach your mouth. You take control of the situation, not your mouth or your, or your emotions, but you take control with using your mouth for pleasant words because they are sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Oh, friend, it is so important that we do take authority over our mouth and that we let this beauty treatment happen in us where we speak kind words, just like it said in Proverbs chapter 31. The law of kindness was on her mouth. I believe it brings forth beauty. The Bible's just said it brings forth sweetness to the soul and health to your bones. Well, that's another beauty treatment for you. I love you. I have enjoyed being with you. Let me know how God's words touch in your heart. And I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, who Stole Cinderella? For just $15, with genuine warmth and candor, Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.